fast. But that there's a chi of suda, there's a chi to actually have a, a festive meal. Um, there seems to actually be a debate whether the festive Yom Kippur meal is the Arab Yom Kippur meal, right, right. or is it the post Yom Kippur meal. But there definitely is an approach that this is a day that's, that, that is a, a Yom Tov, even more um, than perhaps the days leading, like tomorrow, leading into uh, Sukkot. Of course, there's always the, the Medrash, I think I mentioned it last year, the Medrash that says, it says, So the Medrash says, The Rishon of Cheshbon Avonot, the, re, the first day of when we can actually make a record, so to speak, of, 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 of our sins, which of course presumes or presupposes that from day 10, meaning 11, 12, 13, and 14, there was no records. And uh, the, the Maril, one of the great Ashkenazi postcom, says that there sort of kind of gives us a tremendous grace period during this time. Um, he has two possibilities. One is that we're so busy in mitzvahs that who has time <laughs> to sin? I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you last night, um, again, without speaking ill on anyone, you know, you could probably see you know, the possibilities were definitely abounding. The other... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's sort of like almost natural and frustrating, you know, when people, uh, you're walking Lose back it. even from Poland, from when people say, did the president have to speak on this topic? <laughs> Why did he go on for so long? I've got to tell somebody. And, <laughs> and, and say, didn't you just kind of hear what, oh, here's, they're waiting, here's, here's, yeah. So we're going to move. I, I don't know if I can pause it, but we're going to just walk over. We'll walk next door. Okay. We'll go next door. Um, Leon, do you mind uh, taking the taking the computer? And I will put this here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. We'll just go right next door. Okay. Sorry. Yes, it's a real. Okay, there we go. This room's a little bit neater. I actually, if I hit, if I can, I can set it up right here. Okay. So you're correct. There is definitely. I, to me, although coming back from Komlidre, or coming, you know, that that's definitely something after the after all the days of true. Coming out after the Ela. Is I think even even a more right. It's a, it's a time that you can even feel even more uh, disappointed, um, and maybe and, and that's part of what I want to talk about first. Um, you know, I, I think part of why this day is 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 a uh, a day that is considered a, a yomtiv is because of it's a day that can prove the reality of what. Occurred with us on Yom Kippur. Um, there's an unrealistic and maybe super realistic aspect of Yom Kippur where you're almost beyond this life, bonding with God in a way that you only feel on Yom Kippur. That doesn't mean that it's not real, but what makes this concrete, which sort of makes this, what occurred on Yom Kippur concrete, I think is. <clears throat> the barometer of it is what occurs during this day. Um, true, it might start to wear off after this day. Right. But if this day is a day that is a complete throwback, then that, that's probably a pretty good indicator that your Yom Kippur wasn't what it should be. Right. But but I actually want to stress the positive, that when you can do it correctly, that's 
needs to be glorified as a yontif, you know, where you can actually take the eating and drinking and, and making it elevated and make your work elevated, make the things where, where you're not doing all the Hanhagas of Yom Kippur and having them still on a much different elevated state, that's that's the barometer that, that it's true. Um, a number of years ago, about 10 years ago, I started my uh, relationship um, with the uh, 10 or 11 years ago. Um, I started my relationship with davening in a, <clears throat> a Sephardi uh, minion. And I think I mentioned it before that the Sephardim are, are makbed on Yom Kippur to be able to uh, do birchas koanim before the sun goes down. Which means <clears throat> that they're going to hurry the chazan's repetition of ne'ilah so it could to be ensure to ensure that it happens before the sun goes down. Now, of course, in many communities, there's still another hour or so till you can blow chauffeur and, and say the fast is over. Now, even though there are slichos that are said after birchos koanim, <clears throat> there still usually is a lot of time. Last yesterday, yesterday it wasn't, but the first time I think I spoke there, the first or second time I spoke there, I said, wait, wait, this is a hard job. To speak before Ne'ilah is, you know, it's almost like a, it's like a, it's a meatball pitch. Like, you know, everybody is, right, right, right. You, can, you, you can just basically say, come on, everybody, let's go and just, right. just come up with some uh, emotional story, <clears throat> something that, that could perhaps bring something out. But after everyone is already exhausted and they've and they've they've really searched themselves during Nebo, what is it you can say? So uh, a friend of mine, Rabbi Pupko, who uh, made me aware of this story and it's and how it's connected to because this is a speech he gave, I think, in Jersey City, or when he was a rabbi in Jersey City, or he was a rabbi either. In, he was a rabbi in a very some interesting places, Jersey City and Curacao. <laughs> Which is, but one you can't get too much different than those two places, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was a rabbi in, in, in two of those shoals, and both of those shoals. And I think this was was his uh, his uh, uh, post speech before Nilo or right after Yom Kippur, and I used it. And and ten years later, the, the, they're saying, "Oh, rabbi, we really love that, that that metaphor that you gave." So I'll share it with you here. The um, the Balshemtov was known to make clandestine visits to various humans that needed him to sort of like nudge them in certain directions. You know, as a as a as a as a full fledged saint and person of of, of Ruach Hakodesh, the way the Balshemtov is understood to be, he also sort of like um, I have to do a cultural reference here, like for Yankees, Benavid is not here. And for all you kids out there, but sort of like um, Professor X in the in the X Men comics, he he puts uh, uh, he has a a device called Cerebro, where he's able to sense mutants. You know uh, what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's yeah. able to sense mutants anywhere they are. Balshemta was able to sense Sadikim who needed him wherever they are. Right? He has where he's got to go, right. and you know, with, even without his his without any device, he knew how to get there and. Normally, those those visits would happen in a supernatural way. Supernatural in the sense that he would be able to arrive there um, incredibly quick, like as we know the Malachim and Eliyahu and others are, are given a power called Kvitsa Zaderach, the ability to to arrive places that don't, it's not logical how they were able to get there that fast. But the Moshendim didn't actually do it with his own 
you know, PF flyers. He actually. Um, <laughs> I get that reference. Yeah. I had PF flyers. Yeah, but he actually. Yeah, we have some applause for PF flyers. <laughs> but he actually, he actually um, uh, went to get horses, um, and his horses, even according to to Shai Agnon and others, had names. One was called Moshcheni, and one was called Narutza. That was the names the horses had, which is from, of course, Shira Shirim. Moshcheni, you know, um, let us, Narut says, let us run. run. Moshcheni means, you know, drag me, right? Moshcheni, you know, drag me and move me. So there was Moshcheni and Narut, so those were his two horses. So the Valshemtiv on one, usually was right after Shabbos, that I guess Cerebro sort of went off in his brain on Shabbos. And who, I, who do I have to go to right after Shabbos to, to sort of like inspire and talk to and change their lives? And um, so Mashchini and Narutza were 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 saddled up, you know, were were put were put into the uh, into their harnesses. Balshemtiv was in the wagon behind, and uh, they 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 took off. And Mashchini and Narutza sort of realized as they are moving that they're moving much quicker than they usually move. And they said, "Well, you know, what is the Rebbe doing? Is is it possible? Look how fast we're going." I, I feel that perhaps we're not animals anymore, are we? No, maybe we're not. Maybe he, he's turned us into humans like him. No, 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 no. There's something more than that because as he, they felt even a greater speed and a greater urgency. They saw things were like things were even moving quicker and faster. They said, no, no. The the Rebbe has done even more than that. The Rebbe has has turned us into more than a human. We, we've become like malachim. Oh, yes, I think you're right. And then as they went even faster, and they went even closer to, to the destination, they were saying, no, no, maybe, I think we've, beyond Malcolm, we're like the seraphim, we're like the, 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 the ministering angels, the angels of fire, right? The Yarelim, even stronger than that. They were sort of convincing themselves that it must be. This is what we've been able to achieve by being connected right. to to this great man. Look what he's done. He's he's turned us into malachim, sarafim, harayim. Well, when they came to uh, the place where the Balshemtov needed to stop, they stopped, and Balshemtov uncooked, uh, hitched the horses from the uh, from 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 the wagon, and of course he stopped at a uh, at a kretschma. Stopped at a place where people would eat and drink and <clears throat> imbibe, imbibe. Yeah, it was like the rest stops. And as soon as they stopped, Moshchein and Arutza smelled the, the oats or whatever it was that was in the trough, <laughs> and they went and they stuck their heads in and, and ate like horses. So, as Rabbi Pupko said, that we have to be careful because Yom Kippur can sometimes make us feel that we're malachim and sarafim. Something took us. And it was, and, and, and as Yom Kippur was actually going even further and further, we, we, we almost could believe that we stood with God, that we were with the neshamos of the people that had passed away, that we had gone beyond, right? That's the Yisker. Sure. That, that we're not even we're not even in this world anymore. We're, we're beyond time, beyond space. Mm-hmm. We have become something. We we, we are, and as the Midrashim keep on t- teaching us, so. The proof, of course, is well, what happens when you can eat. What happens when you can be, be doing your physical right, world. Right, right. So if, if you're just going to go put your right, you put your heads in the trough. So that shows that really, again, you could, you have to be careful about not fooling yourself. You have to have horse sense. Horse sense. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, <laughs> the um, yeah. You can just to say, I remember I saw your email about needing K N E. I was looking it up today. I say that's Mark. Yeah, I need can need. Oh yes, yes, (laughs) yes. You can always know the the puns. Um, Um, So it's clearly a, a a day, a time to sort of like take a measure. So I want to share with.